Hi, this is Steve Thomas, pastor of the First Baptist Church at Delray Beach. Welcome to our podcast. We study God's Word to apply it to our lives in order to make a difference in this life and in eternity. We hope you enjoy this message. We cry out, we cry out. Thank you, Phil. I appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, everyone. I mean, oh my goodness, it's so hard to follow up. What you guys just talked about, Don, Marianne, thank you so much for your service. Thank you so much for, for just, you know, being a part of our church. So we want to thank you for that. And I know some of you guys that are tuning in online, if you guys just started tuning in, you might notice that I'm not Pastor Steve. <laughs> and we're, our heart is going out for his family, for our prayers are going out for his family as they deal right now with, with COVID-19. As you can see on the screen, today I'm going to be talking about giants, how to slay giants. And no, we're not talking about David. I know you might be thinking, oh, David and Goliath, what other giants are we talking about? Today we're going to be talking about a little passage in the book of Numbers where the Israelites, as you guys heard in the children's story, they're up against a giant in their life. <laughs> and sometimes we're all going through something in our life, whether it's sickness, whether it's, um, whether it's uh, what's going on politically, whatever, whether it's moving, whether, whatever that case may be, sometimes we're going through something that might be difficult. And as we're going to read in this story, we're going to see that that's exactly what's going on with the Israelites. So if you guys have your Bibles, uh, I would encourage you to open it up. And if you guys at home, open up to the book of Numbers. We're going to be in Numbers 13. We're going to be jumping around through 13 and 14. We're going to be diving in and seeing exactly what is going on in this time. Uh, and I, We're going to start in verse 25, and it says this. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned to Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they had seen and showed them the fruit that they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. We entered the land you sent us to explore, and it is indeed a bountiful country, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. Uh, but the people living there are powerful, and their towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak, the Amekalites live there in Negev, and the Hittites, Jezubites, Amorites live in the hill country. The Canaanites live along the coast of the, the Mediterranean Sea in the Jordan Valley. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go once and take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we. Let's pray today. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I, I thank you for this opportunity to meet in person, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for all those who are tuning in online, Lord. I pray, Lord, that, that we would be encouraged today, that our spirits would be lifted up, Lord, because, Lord, we're going through so many giants in this life right now, Lord. So many things are going on, whether it's COVID, whether it's what's going on in the world, Lord, whether it's oppression, whether it's prejudice, Lord, whether it's uh, maybe it's ourselves, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we would be able to face these giants, Lord, and, Lord, that we would trust in you in this season, Lord, that you would get us through this season, Lord. And Father, I pray for those people that are, weren't able to make it today, Lord. I pray for Pastor Steve and his family and anybody else dealing with COVID, Lord. I pray for healing in their lives, Lord. I pray, Lord, that, that they would trust in you in this time. Father, I pray for those who are, don't have peace today, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we'd be able to, to, to grow closer to you in this, in this time. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Oh, my goodness. So how many of you guys are afraid of change? Like you're going through a new situation. I see in the back, yes, I see. I don't know about you guys, but I am not a whole big fan of change. 
oftentimes we're going through life and we have to go through these life changes. Donna Marianne, you guys are going through a, a big life change going back home and we're going to be praying for you the entire way. But I remember one time when I was working in Home Depot that, uh, so I started off when I was working at Home Depot, I was working out on the parking lot. I was pushing carts. It was hot. It was the summer. Um, so it's, it's hot. There's a lot of carts and, you know, people are not the nicest sometimes. And I remember as I was working there, I was working like uh, long hours sometimes. Sometimes I'll be there from from 1 p.m. to 10 p.m., and that's like my whole Saturday is gone right now. So I remember going through that time and, and um, dealing with that. And then I remember an opportunity arose for me to get a new position where I would be working inside, and it was a better position because I'll be making a little bit more money. I'll be working Monday through Friday, set hours. I'll be there for four hours a day. So it was nice. It was a, it was a great opportunity, um, but I almost didn't take it. And I remember uh, talking to that person who came up to me and was offering me this position. And they were like, hey, you should come. We could use you. Um, it would be a great opportunity for you. And I'd be like, I was like, I don't, I don't know about that one. I'm kind of nervous of, of, of what's going to happen. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of comfortable where I'm at. Even though the situation I was in was not ideal, even though it, was, it would probably be better if I would switch to somewhere where there's AC as opposed to uh, the sun uh, burning down on you. Um, and I remember I, I, going through this situation, and I was this close to not even accepting that offer, not even close to applying for that offer or, or going to take the interview because I thought, well, maybe I won't get it. Maybe it's too much work. Maybe it won't fit me. And I remember trying to talk myself out of this situation that was definitely better than the one that I was currently in. And that's here where the, where the Israelites are today. As I, as I was explaining in the children's story, the Israelites, they had just gotten out of Egypt. Uh, not too long ago, and God was leading them through, through the wilderness. He was leading them through the desert and all these places to bring them to the promised land. He assured them when he took them out of Egypt that he, they, he was going to take them back to the place where he had called them. And the Israelites, the entire journey, it's like a kid going on a road trip. They're always like, oh, are we, are we there yet? Are we there yet? I'm hungry. We, we, we don't like the food. Come on. Can we stop? Can, I need to use the bathroom. Every, every so often, you have these, these people complaining they're literally grumbling, and, and literally left and right, they were questioning God's provision. And here they are again. God is, they, they got to the promised land, and God is saying, look, just enter the land. So they sent out spies to go um, and see what, what's there, what the land was like. And what the people found that it was, it was um, filled with milk and honey. It was definitely a great land, but the thing that, that stopped them from actually entering the land was that there were these giants. There was these people there. That they felt that they couldn't, they couldn't overcome on their own. They felt that, well, God, I don't think we could do this. And as we're going to see here, um, we're going to see exactly what happens when we let fear dictate our life. And we're going to see that, that the Israelites were afraid of the giants. In the next verse, in, verse, uh, in chapter 14, in verse 1, it says, Then the whole community began weeping aloud, and they cried all night. The voices rose in, great, in a great chorus of protest against Moses and Aaron. If only we had died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness, uh, they complain. Why is the Lord taking us to this country only to have us die in battle? Our wives and our little ones will be carried off as plunder. Wouldn't it be better for us to return to Egypt? Then they plotted among themselves, let's choose a new leader and go back to Egypt. That's crazy, right? God's people are in, in the territory that God is calling them to be, and rather than 
accept that, uh, that offer rather than, 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 than going and stepping into the land because God said, I will be there with you. They're like, nope, nope, we're done. We're checking out. We're afraid. We saw these giants and you know what? We can't do this anymore. We're not going to be able to, to face them. So let's, let's go back to a place where, you know, we were comfortable, but, you know, we were slaves. Let's go back to a place where, you know, at least we had food, but we weren't in an ideal situation. And sometimes the fear of these giants, these things that send in our way, they, can, they, they, they tend to be scary enough to try and get us back to a past situation that wasn't ideal. We are here today, and our giant might be COVID-19. It might be all these things that are going on in, in, in politics. It might be every, all these, these different chaotic events that are going on in the world, and we're wishing, like, God, why aren't we back how it was uh, in, in March where we were able to, to go out freely, we were able to, to go to work, we were able to do all these things, but now we, we're, we're wanting to go back to a time where we might have been a slave to our job. We might have been a slave to our work, to our, to our friendships, to our schooling. And now God has given us an opportunity to grow closer to him in this time. And we're trying to go back to our past self or, or how we were before because we're afraid of what's, what's going on right now. I don't know if you, you guys, do you, I don't know, do you guys like roller coasters? I like roller coasters. I don't know some of you guys. Uh, and I, it's been a while since I've been on a roller coaster. But I remember when I was little, I, I used to love going on roller coasters. But I remember there were certain roller coasters that, especially the ones were in the dark, um, that I was, tech, I was like afraid of. Because I remember, like, uh, if, if you guys are, are familiar with the Space Mountain at Disney World, I remember going to Space Mountain. And it's pitch black, but you can see above you, you see these railings above your head. And I remember, like, I wanted to put my hands up, but I was also afraid that, you know, I was going to hit the railing and then my hand was just going to, you know, then I'm missing an arm. Or, or, or there were times where I was afraid of, of the seatbelt. So there were times, you know, these roller coasters, are, they're enjoyable, they're fun, but sometimes we're so afraid that we can't enjoy the ride and now we're just concerned about literally every little thing that might be happening. And that was the Israelites right here. And it might be you today where you're concerned about every little thing that's going on and you're, you're afraid and, and you're not able to take steps to get closer to God. But God is calling us. He's saying, guess what? I have something for you. You just need to trust in me. Maybe it's not um, that you're afraid of something, but maybe it's something hindering your relationships. Maybe you're desiring a better relationship with your family or with your kids, but your pride is getting in the way and it's not allowing you to, to hear what, they, what they're saying. And, and it's causing you, maybe your anger is getting in the way and it's causing you to not experience what God is God has called us to live. God has called us to live in unity and harmony. I see that so often online where, you, where people are on Facebook, they're arguing and, and bickering and, and yelling at each other and judging each other and criticizing each other. And God's calling us to live our love and live in unity with those around us. Thank you, thank you. And as you see, the Israelites, um, not, only, not only were they scary enough to run to their past situations, but the, the giants that they were facing were stopping them from receiving the honey. The, 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 the land that they were about to live, uh, to live in. As you see in verse, in verse 5, it says, Then Moses and Aaron fell face down on the ground before the whole community of Israel. Two of the men who had explored the land, Joshua son of Nun and Caleb son of uh, Jepham, tore their clothing. They said to the people, The land we traveled through and explored is a wonderful land. If the Lord is pleased with us, he will bring us safely into the land and give it to us. Is a rich land flowing with milk and honey. Do not rebel against the Lord. Do not be afraid of the people of the land. They're only helpless prey to us. 
They have no protection, but the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. You see, sometimes these giants, they, they prevent us from getting what God wants us to, to, to live. They prevent us from, from living the life that God has for us, for, from, uh, from that love, that unity, that, that relationship, that, that, that friendship that we want, we desire. God, uh, the, those giants tend to prevent us from getting there. My question to us right now is, when, we, when, we're, in, when we're faced up with a giant, are we going to run from them? Are we afraid of them? A better question is, is, if we do run, where are we running to? Because the Israelites, being afraid is, is, is okay, but if, 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 if the Israelites would have ran to God and said, God, we're kind of afraid here, please help us through it, God would have surely brought them into the land. But rather than, than running towards God, they ran away from God. They wanted to go back to the situation that they had in the past. So my question is, are we, are we like the Israelites running to Egypt, or are we like Caleb and Joshua running to God? What is holding us from entering the promised land? What is stopping us from bringing God the glory? Because if you see the Israelites here, God, wanted the, God, uh, God was trying to, 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 to show his power to his people. They would have just relied on him. God wasn't getting the glory in this situation. And you see, just like the Israelites, a part of us needs to die before we enter the promised land. As we see the next part, the next part in, 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 chapter, or in chapter 14 and verse 20, we're going to see that it says, Then the Lord said, I will pardon them as you have requested, but surely as I live and surely as, as the earth is filled um, with the Lord's glory, not one of these people will enter the land. They have seen all my glorious presence and miraculous signs I, I per, uh, performed both in Egypt and in the wilderness, but again and again they have tested me by refusing to listen to my voice. They will never uh, even see the land I swore to give to their ancestors. None of those who have treated me with contempt will ever see it. These, these giants that, that are causing us to run in fear cause us to, to live a life of rebellion, and rebellion leads us back into the wilderness. You see, um, I'm sure some of you guys that are parents and some of you that, that um, were parents at, at some point, you, you get to a point where your kid is kind of rebellious and they're trying to do whatever they want rather than listening to the parent. And I remember uh, a lot of times uh, growing up, my, my mom and dad would be like, okay, this is what the time that you're going to go to bed. You know, you got to get up. You have school tomorrow. And there are times where I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go stay up. I'm going to play video games, watch TV, whatever it may have been. And then the next day, it's, you're really reaping the, the consequences of your actions because you're rebelling against um, some, someone that is trying to give you good advice so that way you'd be prepared for the next day. And I remember so many times uh, going to school the next day super exhausted and, and forgetful, and, and, and it really showed. And then I remember thinking, why am I doing this? I'm so tired. Why, why did I go to bed so late? And oftentimes when we live in rebellion, it causes us to go into the wilderness. The Israelites, God was saying to them, you didn't listen to me. Now you're going to have to go into the wilderness and you're going to be there for 40 years wandering the desert, wandering around, uh, and until that rebellion dies off, until that rebellion goes away. You see, oftentimes we refuse to change our own lifestyle, and, and that causes us to live away from God's peace, from God's provision. The people were, were so concerned about what they were facing that they decided that they were going to live without God. They were going to live away from God. And um, sometimes we might be, that might be yesterday. Maybe, maybe you're living um, and you're, you're, you're seeing that this Christian life that you're called to live is a difficult one. You might think that, 
oh, I, I came to Christ and I was pretty much it. That's all I had to do. And then you're saying, oh, God, you say to love your neighbor? I'm supposed to pray for those who persecute me? How is that, how is that easy? That's not easy. And sometimes our, our own lifestyle is causing us to, to really trip over ourselves and not enter the, the, the place of peace that God wants us to have. Maybe, maybe you're here today and, and you're concerned about your finances. You're concerned about, well, how can I tithe to God if I'm, I'm here struggling to pay the bills? Maybe, maybe uh, you're dealing with something and it's causing you really to just trip over yourself and it's causing you to not experience what God is offering us. But, but what ended up happening is God was trying to tell them that you have to put this to death. We have to put to death this rebellion that we are having so we can enter the promised land. In verse, um, in verse 29 and 30, we see um, what, what God had to say. He said, you will all drop dead in the wilderness because you complain against me. Every one of you is 20, who is 20 years old or older was inclu- or in- included in the registration will die. You will not enter the, or, or occupy the land I swore to give you. Rebellion has to die for us to enter the promised land. And oftentimes, like I said, we think this Christian life is a one-time thing. We accept Christ, and that's it. We don't have to worry about anything else. We don't realize that it's a lifestyle change. Paul says in, in Philippians, he says, I have called you to live a life worthy of the calling of Christ, not a moment worth of the calling of Christ. Matthew, Matthew 16, 24 says, Deny ourselves and follow Jesus. John three thirty says, he must increase and we must decrease. Romans 8.13 says, put to death the deeds of your sinful nature and then you will live. You see, those things that lead us into rebellion need to go for God to work in our lives. For us to not be uh, wandering the desert for 40 years, those things have to go. My question to you guys is, what in your life needs to be put to death so you can leave the wilderness? What is stopping you from making these changes? What is stopping you from from letting your pride get the better of you, from letting your anger get the better of you, from letting your fear or anxiety get the better of you? See, the problem is, is when we go, when when we try to do things on our own, we tend to fail. When we fight without God, we're lose. And we see that as, as, as this story progresses in, in, um, in Numbers 14.44, we see, but the people defiantly pushed ahead towards the hill country, even though neither Moses nor the Ark of the Covenant left the camp. Then the Amechalites and the Canaanites who lived in those hills came down and attacked them and chased them back as far as Hormah. The people tried to fight without God, and that led to disaster. That led to defeat. And oftentimes, we're so, we're so, it's so easy to try and do things on your own. It's so easy to, to stay with what is comfortable and, and trying to, to do it all on your own without relying on God. But just like the, the Israelites, they, were, they, uh, they tried to enter God's blessing without God's presence, and that led to defeat. When we're fighting the battles of this life, when we're fighting COVID, when we're fighting anxiety, when we're fighting all the things that we might be facing on our own, we're going to lose. We're going to lose. There's, there's, there, there is a God on our side that said that he's going to be with us throughout it all. But if we go without him, then we're going out with that, without that protection. And too often we try to fix it all on our own. We try to, we try to uh, you know, fix our own family on our own. And we're doing all these things. We're not being connected with God. It might be um, the season that we're in. And it's causing us to not be able to connect with our neighbors, with, with our, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we're ending up farther, further and further away from God. And now we're in a position where we're like, God, I, I'm not feeling your peace. God, where are you? 
And we're wondering where God is when we're, we're not even checking where we are. See, fighting without God leads to defeat. My question is, are you trying to live life on your terms or on God's terms? Because you see, the Israelites, they didn't, they didn't realize, but part, of, the, part of, of following God is not necessarily knowing how he's going to do the victory. I mean, if they would have seen, uh, they, they've seen all the miracles that God has done. God took them out of Egypt. He parted the waters and let them walk through it. So many different things that they went through. And now they're here again, like, God, what are you doing? Or where, what is going on? What, when is this going to change? My question is, are we fighting without God? Or are we fighting with him? When we're up against the giants, are we looking forward to the victory that God has assured us? Because God, even, even before Exodus, we saw with the promise with Abraham that God would look after his people, that God will be with his people. And the Israelites seem to have forgotten that. They didn't realize that the victory is assured. And if we fast forward in this story in the book of Joshua, we're going to see that in, in, in chapter 15, verse 14, it says that Caleb drove out the three groups of Anakites, the descendants of all these people and the sons of Anak. These are the same people that, that the Israelites failed to defeat the first time. God brought him 40 years later. After they'd gotten rid of all of, all of the rebellion, God was able to, to, to prepare them to defeat these giants. And we see Caleb brought the victory, and God was there with him. God brought them the victory because they decided to trust in God rather than live in rebellion. I think a great example of this, if we look at the life of Paul, we see Paul who was there persecuting Christians. We see him uh, nonstop trying to, trying to uh, kill the Christians and, and, and really stop the, the, the spread of Jesus. And we see him come to Christ. He had to, to go through this, this major transformation before he can be the, the person who wrote most of the New Testament, before he could do all these things that, that God had called him to do. He had to go through a life change. He had to get rid of all that rebellion. And on top of that, in the book of Philippians, he says that he counted all those things that he knew all those things that he used to say that would, would make him be righteous as useless. He said the only thing that was worth knowing is Jesus Christ. The problem is that sometimes we go into life thinking that um, there's not going to be any trials. We're like, we're with Jesus, so everything's going to be good, everything's going to be easy. But the problem is, is Jesus says that when we're on this earth, there is going to be trials, there is going to be tribulations. But take heart, because I have overcome the world. I love the song that says, I, I'm going to see a victory for the battle belongs to the Lord. My question is, are we relying on God in this time? And because God loves us, even though when we run away from the giants, even though we decide sometimes that we're going to live in rebellion, God still loves us. We're going to trust in him to prepare us to defeat him, to defeat them. Are we going to let him bring us the victory in this time? Whether it's our anxiety, our fear, whatever flaws that we may have are we going to allow God to to step into our life and change our life the Holy Spirit comes into us and the Bible says that we're a new creation that the old is gone and the new has come are we going to be afraid of the giants that we face in our life are you going to allow parts of you to die so God can bring us where he wants us to be so he can bring the best for us are we going to try and fight on our own, are we going to try and fight with God? You see, as, as I was uh, preparing this message, I mean, it was a big giant for me. Pastor Steve called me up Thursday, and he was like, look, I'm going to need you to preach because I tested positive for COVID. And I, at that moment, I was like, yes, I'll do it. I got this. I'm ready. Let's do this. And then as, as, 
as the day progressed and I was, I was studying the passage that he had, he had, he had uh, wanted me to study, I remember thinking to myself uh, exactly what Jesus was, uh, had, had said to Jesus. You know, if you could uh, uh, take this cup away from me, I know you can. <laughs> take this cup away from me. But at the same time, I was, rem- I was remembering that, that other part that Jesus said. He said, but let your will be done. Sometimes we're facing something that we can't defeat on our own. But are we going to allow God to take control in our lives and, and, and bring us to victory? And as the worship team is coming up, I would, I would challenge you guys that if there's something in your life, if there's some giant that you're trying to defeat on your own, remember that God has already won us the victory. Jesus Christ died on the cross to free us of our sins so we can live a better life than the one that he wants us to live, the one that, that is flowing with milk and honey in this promised land. He wants us to be there. And if you guys haven't made the decision for Christ, I would encourage you to. Because there's, there's a, a life that you're, that you're desiring to have and God is here to offer it. Thanks for joining us today. If you'd like to support this ministry, go to our website at fbcdelray.com. Also, click the share button so you can share this message with a friend or someone in need as we seek to know Jesus, to know others, and to make him known. We cry out, we cry out.